Black Lives Matter. Duh. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Woo. Excuse me. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related for yet another week. (laughs) One of these weeks, we're going to get it. Yep. <laughs> this is a show where two friends slice out a part of their week of suffering and try to lighten your load by telling you interesting things and making each other laugh along the way. One would hope. In other <laughs> words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, give me either a good or bad highlight from this week, or perhaps you can give me both. One of each? Okay. Mm-hmm. The worst part of my week is that yesterday... I worked for 17 hours. <laughs> That's disgusting. Holy shit. I couldn't sleep and I woke up at 4. I made myself a wonderful breakfast and I sat down to eat it. And at 4.30 I was like, well, I mean, this is the way that I see this. Okay, Nobody made me work 17 hours, by the way. You're your own me. You know that. But, like, but, okay. if you imagine, right, there's water just, like, pouring someplace. And you have, like, a bucket. And the bucket is only so big, but, like... It's not like the water's going to stop. So, like, you... It's like, well, either I, you know, find a bigger bucket right now, or... (laughs) So, it's like, um... So, at four, I was like, well, hey, I may as well get started. And then it was just nonstop through the entire day. I ate my meals at the desk. I... Everything. Yeah, and, um... Excuse me, I finished work at 9.30. That's disgusting. I'm so sorry for you. Uh, but... The fun part of my week was this. My mom called and she goes, uh, she's been having, like, my mom's old, guys. And she uh, is in the demo that gets uh, targeted for, like, identity theft and things like that. So she's like, I, I got this call and I answered and it was the bank and they wanted to know the last four digits of my social security number. But it was a 609 number and I wasn't really quite sure if it was them or not. Oh my God. They left a message. So she's like, so I figured it was probably the local branch. And I'm like, the local branch doesn't want your social security oh. number for anything. <laughs> so she calls him back, but it's a fax line. And then when, the, um, when she hangs up the phone, the same number calls her back right away. <laughs> And starts asking all these questions. She's like, but I think it was a scam. And I'm like, yeah, it was, Ma. Aww. So then she calls. Yes, you. So then she calls and she goes, uh, Pete, I'm trying to return this blanket that I got off the internet. And I was like, Ma, if you order from, like, Target.com or, like, see, I guess Sears is out of business. But, like, like, you know, like, if you use a place that people have heard of and not just, like, these blankets are comfy.com then there's a really better chance that it's actually going to get to you and be a quality product. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah. she ordered a blanket from someplace, and she's like, it's, like, paper thin. She's like, Aww. I couldn't even use this for, like, drapes. <laughs> <laughs> so I told her, I was like, well, we'll get other fabric, and we'll get some quilting, and we'll turn it into a nicer blanket. And, but in her effort to try to return it, she clicks on a link, and she goes, and Pete, this woman pops up. Pete, what? And she proceeds to start taking off her clothes. <laughs> yes. And it is, I guess it's just an advertisement or something. Like, it took me to the wrong place. But the whole entire time, Pete, I just kept looking at her and going, 
She's so pretty. Why is she doing oh! this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> this this story is wild. So, yeah. I just gotta say, I think it's age, but it's also innocence, because my father's the same age as your mother. And. Well, he doesn't trust anybody. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't even trust you. <laughs> my father who notoriously picks up every phone call with, hello? Who's this? Just cause, and then I'm like Marisa. He's like, oh hi. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think it's it's half age, half Genesis. Mm-hmm. Your mother's the sweetest. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know if you have both, but highlights, uh, lowlights. Yeah, I thought like, that. I was like, do I even have both? I have one that's just just bad, and one that's like kind of it's good for my growth <laughs> as a person. <laughs> Okay, the bad is I started having severe back pain, lower back pain, and abdomen pain, and then I was like, I remember this feeling. I haven't been here in a long time. Oh, okay. Hold up, guys. Let's guess. Was it sugar? No. Was it... It wasn't gluten? No. You want one more guess or do you want me to say? I know. I feel like there's a third thing that I should know. Well, this is more from my history. You'd have to go back in the archives, which I'm sure you have been told about this. But Okay. But it's not anything recently that I've really talked about a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you. All right. Uh, it was, like, severe constipation, which I don't know. I assume uh. everyone, yeah, knows from my archives. <laughs> Guys, if I've ever talked about it, I had chronic constipation in the past. But once I was addicted to laxatives, another time, not because I wanted to be. Because I couldn't poop, so I took them, and then my body couldn't poop without them. I just want to pause for a second. Listeners, you're getting this for free. Imagine (laughs) what's in the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And another time, I used to have to see a urologist because I would pee too much, but it turns out your poop can push on your bladder. Mm -hmm. Uh, And another time, I was having pain, and it was just constipation. Anyway, this hasn't happened for a very long time. And I was like, is that what's happening? And the back pain was severe. Like, I couldn't even bend over. And so fast forward, I took... Are we to presume that your intestines are so stuffed that it's pushing on your spine? Is that? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the logistics are. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I took Miralax, which is the thing that's supposed to, like... I don't, I don't need to explain. I took it's Miralax. a miracle laxative. Yeah, twice in one day, I took two saline enemas, a water enema. This is between two days. No, no, no. Between two days, I took three Miralax. I took two enemas collectively. Uh, I took fiber. I ate prunes. I did everything. Went to the bath. I know this is really gross, but, and I'm going to get to the grossest part, but spare you, like, the true details, but this is, like, a you're part of the family, so I'm going to tell you. Um, by the way, I am still dealing with this to a degree, but it's a little bit better. Anyway, long story short, despite all that, which is making me more bloated, uh, it, I wasn't fixing the problem. So, okay, this is where the point of the story is. That wasn't the point of the story. I, I'm not going to tell you where this was done, <laughs> who did it. In a hospital, in a doctor, in an urgent care, a regular person in my life. 
not going to tell you. Just so you know, we, we, I had to enter the early stages of manual disimpaction, which I think I've explained <laughs> what it is. If you don't know what it is, I'm not saying it. You can look it up. It didn't work. And I started to cry because I was mortified. Anyway, that was the bad part of my week. <laughs> you remember what that it is. It was? I thought, no, I thought that was the good part. <laughs> but you remember what the is, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I think we can all yeah. assume. Don't do yeah. that if you don't have to. It's an emotionally upsetting experience. And Pete, I'll tell you more about that off the air. <laughs> anyway, not that you're asking for it. No one's Thank asking you. for it. Yeah, yeah. Guys, no one's asking for it. Pete especially. Um, second part is, I don't know what's happening. My anxiety isn't that bad lately, but for some reason, some of my one of my phobias is like heightened recently. I don't know why. So my fear of bugs is like really amped up lately, and it might be because those fucking lanternflies are like everywhere. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Chinese lanternflies. I'll look it up. Maybe they didn't come to Wilkesbury yet. They were like in. They were like in the boonies last summer, and then then they were in Jersey. Actually, there's four parts of Jersey that are like semi quarantined because of the bugs. Okay. So you've never seen them yet? No. Oh, don't worry, they're coming. <laughs> anyway, um, they're all over the place. They're like literally all over the place. Like there's dead lanternflies every single place. Although it the- has two pairs of wings, it jumps more than it flies. It's fucking disgusting. It tries to jump on people all of the time. You can't just, like, go about your day because it won't go about its day. It wants to be on you. Anyway, you might be like, Marissa, you said you were supposed to do a good thing. The good thing is, my therapist said, I don't know, you're just going to have to do exposure therapy. And I was like, what does that mean? Did you bathe in a in a tub of <laughs> lanternflies? No. Uh, one, I forced myself to look at a close-up picture of an ant for about a minute. And two, I have stopped having my boyfriend drive me home a couple days a week so that I am forced to walk through the sea of spotted lanternflies <laughs> that are flying through the fucking streets of Philadelphia. Did I almost cry while walking home yesterday? Yeah. But did I survive? I did. <laughs> Yeah, guys, my life is dark right now. Okay. You have an icebreaker? So your your good thing is that you survived to walk home. That I, no, it's that I'm I'm actually trying to slowly practice immersion therapy to overcome my fear of bugs. Well, Marissa, we got a voicemail. Okay. We actually got two voicemails. The one came right after we recorded last week, and this one came later or later, yeah, technically earlier this week. Hi, Marissa and Pete. This is Alex from Pete's work. Um, so about the deal with screwing and unscrewing the, the day attachment and how amazing it is that water is held in, um, pipe thread is different from the threading that you have on bolts because with a bolt, the shaft is straight. With a pipe thread, the pipe is tapered, um, and that enables it to not just stay secure but hold a good seal and hold fluids in. 
Um, so uh, that, that's a fun thing about standards. If you want to learn more, you can look up NPT threading. Um, also, man, I was like a victim of a dental scam um, after having like not gone to the dentist for a few years in my early 20s. And the dentist told me that there were like six things wrong with my face that were not confirmed by later dentist visits. Upside was that the dentist terrified me into using a fancy toothbrush, flossing every day, and using a fluoride mouth rinse. And now whenever I go to the dentist, I get complimented on my great home care. Anyway, nice. Thanks for the show. Bye. Did, what did he say his name was? Alex. Thank you for listening, Alex. I do need to say, I totally understood and could hear the audio on the second part. The first part, was he explaining the difference between... Yes. Alex uh, is a, I don't want to say a physicist, but he's a, he's a person who teaches computer science uh, classes, physics classes, I think? Engineering, mostly engineering. Um, he's in the engineering department. And um, if you remember last week, I was complaining about how on the very last thread of the <laughs> uh, plumbing bolt thing... Uh, that's when all the water blows out. It's not earlier when I wish it was so that oh. I would know that there's water coming through it. Oh, okay, because my question was going to be like, that's cool. Did we even talk about that? <laughs> but thank you for reminding me. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Yes, yes. So, listeners, smart people listen to our podcast, too. That's exciting. Not just you, you freaking moron. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We love you. Marissa. Yeah? You want to break some ice? Wait, I thought there was another voicemail. We're not hearing it? Oh, no, no, no. The other one... Uh, oh, well, I could tell you about it. Alex uh, listens to the podcast when he is mowing the lawn. And I think that's probably, like, a great time to do. Because, like, you can't hear everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. So, yes, last week Alex came out as a listener. And this week he provided some feedback from last episode... Did you not know he was a listener? No. That's both very exciting, but also scary. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I don't talk about any of the things in my life that I like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is why I talk about work all the time. Icebreaker. So, Marissa, an icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want you to tell me an idea, yeah. hopefully a good one, for a reality show. Okay. Do you have one already prepared? Okay. So this, what I have in mind is like what I've always pitched in a variety of different ways, but I, would, I think I would like to see it on TV acted out in some way. And it's this, uh, it's the idea that you have other people handle getting you out of doing things that you don't want to do. Uh-huh. And so, like, you know, if it's, like, an email or a phone call or, like, leaving a party or something like that, you sort of, like, have a proxy that comes with you. <laughs> and that person goes, hey, he's ready to leave, so he's just going to go, okay? And then the camera, like, stays in the room after <laughs> you leave. <laughs> I like that. And, uh, yeah, you get to see the aftermath of people dealing with what it would be like if you were just frank with them. <laughs> I like that. Um, I would like... So I watched a food version of this, which was honestly riveting to me, and they sort of dabbled in the culture. Unfortunately, don't remember what the name of the show was, but in this one show they would take 
a week, I think it was, and immerse themselves in a time period, whether it was medieval times, Victorian times, um, the 80s, and they had to eat. <laughs> What's so funny? The 80s. <laughs> yeah, that, that was weird. Exactly. They did the 80s, really. You had to eat exactly how they did at that time period. Not only the kind of food, but also, like, prepared that way and the amount of calories. So, like, rich people in the Victorian times would eat, like, an exorbitant amount of calories that, like, a real person, not a real person, <laughs> that a person of now should not be consuming. Right. Um, but I would, like, not just food. I would, like, dress, toilet habits, makeup. I would watch a reality show where every week they had to totally reverse themselves in a time period. Only for a week, though? Um, or do you want to do that per season? Yeah, maybe it's... Mm, I don't know how long. To, mm. I mean, the okay. 80s would be less fun to watch. <laughs> well, they're not, Yeah. Everybody but, has to do coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Uh, but, Everybody uh, has AIDS now. <laughs> I haven't fully thought out, yeah, whether, whether it be a season or whatever. Because I think people might get too sick. Yeah, I don't think it could be a whole season. Because I don't think you could eat... Like, with our constitutions, I don't think you could, like, eat, like, a Victorian every day or, like, eat, like, a medieval person every day and, like, shit in a hole all the time. Like, I don't... <laughs> it just seems too cruel. So we'd say, like, a few time periods a season. All right. Anyway. I was almost going to say, and then I was like, ew, that'd be obnoxious. I was going to say, how about the real world, but it's all filled with, like, six people from entirely different subcultures, like... Uh, self-described goth, punk, uh, Lolita, cottagecore person. What? What is cottagecore, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Pete asked me to do this presentation. Guys, I just want you to know that was an undetectable <laughs> transition. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Funny enough, Pete asked me to do this topic just a couple weeks after somebody... Also, not explaining what it was, just assuming I would know, and I do feel like I didn't know what they meant, uh, said, oh, I just sent you um, an invite to a fate, to a to a cottage goth Facebook group. And I was like, okay. And uh, again, yeah, I immediately about, think of cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> See, I assumed it was a combination of, like, the goth subculture with, like, Whimsical simplicity, garden, like cobblestone, like magic, and apothecary, which I was right, basically. But did I know that was any sort of movement? No. And so, Pete, before I start, why did you ask me to do this? I feel like I saw it tagged somewhere. But do you or know maybe what it like, is? Maybe I have like a. Maybe I saw an article on it or something, and I bookmarked it because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll come back and make this an episode that I do sometime. But um, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm picking on you, but I know sometimes you struggle coming up with <laughs> show topics. So I was That's like, fine. maybe I'll float this by uh, Marissa because I also don't love that a subculture just ends in core. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I was reading a New York Times article, which I was going to put a lot of information from it, and I hated the article so much, I only have a few pieces around it, 
because the person made so many references that I was like, who is this article for? Who knows all of these fucking references? Also, you're using, like, way too elevated discourse. Like, it just was a obnoxious article. But um, they said, like, oh, core, which originated as something used to describe subcultures uh, starting in the hardcore scene. I was like, shut up. I don't... That seems to somehow imply that... I don't feel like hardcore is a compound word. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... I don't I don't connect that. And then it became whatever. baseball core. And <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Anyway. Well, Wikipedia describes cottagecore as such. Uh, it is an internet aesthetic which celebrates a return to traditional skills and crafts, such as foraging, baking, and pottery, and is related to similar nostalgic aesthetic movements such as Grandma core, farm core, fairy core, and goblin core. And sweater core, right? <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, Marissa, I'm before gonna... you continue, I apologize uh, for making you do this, but could you explain to us foraging? Uh, isn't that just like you go and you forage for mushrooms? Like you go, like, like looking in the forest shit. for things? What? Yeah, like. Yeah, I think okay. so. You're, like, dig it, digging for, like, I think you just do... Here's like, something that doesn't it. deserve its own word. Foraging. <laughs> okay, let me... Uh, searching for wild food resources. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, it only... You're telling like- me... <laughs> that people on the internet are foraging for natural food resources. <laughs> Not, like, for real. They're, like, probably picking a couple mushrooms or picking berries and being, like, got it. Like, holding them at the camera. Yes, exactly. I'll get to that, Pete. Internet also, aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not... I'll, believe me, I'll delve into whether okay. or not we're doing these things. Um, also, I would just like to specify that I can come to my conclusions as to what Grandma Car form, Farm Corps Fairy Corps mean. No fucking idea what Goblin Corps mean. Didn't look it up because I just want it to be whatever I think it means. Do not want that ruined by whatever it means. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would also like to specify that on the website aesthetics.fandom.com, which is sort of a fandom wiki, there was this disclaimer uh, under their, like right before their cottage core um, article content warning. While the aesthetic itself isn't that controversial, there is the discussion on what political direction the cottagecore aesthetic could wind up going in. When I read that, I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, <laughs> what is this? So anyway, basically cottagecore is inspired by a romanticized interpretation of Western agricultural life. Uh, it's centered on ideas around a more simple life and harmony with nature. Um, kind of like what I mentioned before, some of the themes associated with it are like helping the environment, food and, and and caring for others and sharing. It's like all like happy time, loving nature. I don't think I others. appreciate your tone, Marissa. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. Saving um, the environment. <laughs> no, I just... Because you know why this annoys me? Because a lot of this Because in my day, we just called them hippies. <laughs> well... Well, no, because after reading this, I was like, am I unknowingly cottagecore? I started, like, drying my own herbs recently and making my own natural, uh, natural shit. And I really like being out 
in the outdoors. But like, I don't call it something. Also, by the way, cottage core is just living in the boonies. My whole childhood was cottage core. Hashtag anyway. cottage core. <laughs> like, yeah, what? When people anyway. ask where you're from, you can't say Countdown anymore. You got to say cottage core town. <laughs> cottage coreville. Well, it's very problematic, Pete. So I don't know if I would just go that route, but we'll get to that. Um. Anyway, this aesthetic can be seen on a lot of social media sites, such as Instagram, Tumblr, which I didn't realize people still yeah, use, and good. TikTok. Yeah, uh, at the end, when I talk about the problems, most of it comes from Tumblr. Um, so, in the New York Times article that made me so annoyed, um, first of all, the article is titled, Escape into Cottage Court, Calming Ethos for Our febrile moment febrile what is f-e-b-r-i-l-e have you ever heard that word i've never heard the word in my life febrile febrile but have you Gosh. heard that word no like what the fuck is that we have degrees in writing have what we have degrees in writing i know but nobody needs this word having or showing the symptoms of a fever So Having or showing a great deal of nervous excitement or energy. Oh, okay, I don't know. That, no, that's oh, just yeah, a little well, further down. One. Yeah. That makes more sense. The fever one, I don't. Also, why would it? Again, be- you have the vapors. You don't. You're not febrile. <laughs> yeah. Also, for the fever definition, it just makes me want it to be febrile. No. <laughs> so anyway, um, that New York Times article said that. Though Cottage Core has technically existed in some iterations since 2017, or arguably 1817, uh, a TikTok <laughs> video posted by a user named Sora Blue that featured a series of brief moments from her bucolic rural existence brought Cottage Core to a wider to wider attention in December of 2019. Oh, not long ago. Uh, in her TikTok, there was a bowl of speckled brown eggs, footage of gentle fawns frolicking in a forest, and all set to a cinematic score. So basically, this this scene consists of young people, mostly in their teens and early 20s, who swap bread-making recipes online and show photos of their foraged mushroom hauls, look at pictures of farm animals, and basically partake in an aspirational form of nostalgia that praises the benefits of living a slow life in which not too much happens. So, additionally, cottagecore may include fairies, uh, pressed flowers, flower crowns, gardening, farming, animals, handwritten letters, tea sets, farmhouses, embroidery, mushrooms, (laughs) <laughs> mostly mushrooms <laughs> on furniture and glass dishes I don't understand that part um, baking simple recipes such as breads and pies open fields and reading outdoors um, for example some movies that have the cottage core you know visual aesthetic include Little Women The Secret Garden uh, Tuck Everlasting Kiki's Delivery Service and while definitely not thematically, uh, aesthetically, uh, Midsommar has a cottage core aesthetic <laughs> as well, but definitely not the best. Um, and, but like, it's important to specify that 
Cottage Core is kind of idealistic, it's aspirational, and it mostly exists online. Uh, Which not... kind of goes against. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it actually it goes entirely against it because it's not like it's not like people who actually live on a farm or like a big part of this. Um, just as a random example, uh, Sarah Kavar, twenty-one, a senior ma- a senior majoring in critical social thought at Mount Holyoke College, was drawn to the imaginary cottagecore lifestyle following more than 600 farm animal theme accounts on Instagram until a reality check came in a visit to an actual farm. Miss yeah. Gavar, who is non-binary, don't know why that's relevant. So why would you put Miss in front of her? Oh, her, oops, I'm sorry, that's my name. It says oh, no, okay. <laughs> it says MX, okay. MX Gavar, who is non-binary, became disillusioned by the proliferation of bugs, dung, and the mortifying experience of having a goat spread its excrement not only into the ridges on the bottom of my Birkenstocks, but also onto my thighs and the groin area of my shorts. She says in a blog post called Et Two Cottage Car. So, Marissa, yes. I just want to give everybody a chance to process the term <laughs> proliferation of bugs. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that as I said it. <laughs> I could have just normal. Sometimes I dumb down the writing so I, it sounds more normal, but I wanted to keep that. No, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like I said, it's basically who want people who want the pretty parts of country life, the pleasing parts. So instead of people actually living that simple life out there, you know, farming, it's mostly people setting up like immaculate scenes in their yard and taking pictures of like a jug in a sea of wildflowers with windblown laundry in the background, which is exactly something I saw tagged Cottagecore, uh, or someone posting a video of themselves slowly assembling, like, a cup of tea while they wear straw hats, like, shit like that. Um, I don't want to spoil this, but I think I see where you're going. Where am I going? With the problematic aspects. Well, we'll see when I get there. We'll see. So, why Cottagecore? Like, why do people give a shit? And why... Why in this capitalist materialist society do people do people want these domestic tasks and all this simple shit? <laughs> well, I'll tell you a few people. Was was it written that way, Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this recent graduate graduated high school in 2019 named Miss Callum discovered cottage court when she wasn't quite sure what direction her life would take. The concept of living a simple, slow life made me happy. It made me remember that living in constant stress just just to keep up didn't have to be my default state. That being said, I don't know what she does as a job. That's the part that annoyed me because like some of these people they would be like, Oh, I love cottage court. And I'm like, but what's their job? Like, do they go to an office and then just come home, put on a straw hat, and like sit in front of flowers and they say they live the cottage court life? Like I yes, want specific. Yes. Now this person does like I write phrases on wood sell it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that is absolutely hashtag college person. <laughs> Inspirational ones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this person called Betsy Hines, 28, is an artist and writer behind the blog, The Wondersmith, who I actually think I know about this lady, and her life is super fucking awesome. 
Uh, she creates enchanted recipes for moss-covered cakes and savory pies that um, resemble British folklore characters. She said, I spent a lot of my time in my early 20s looking for magic. And then I had this epiphany where I was like, I can just make it. I try to capture these moments spent in nature. What? Nothing. Nothing. That really... That feel really wholesome and soothing and welcoming to me. No, I want to know. I've been spending a lot of time this week thinking about how I... Like, I have this inferiority complex that I don't... Like, I'm not supposed to go in certain places. Mm-hmm. I can't come up with, like, a good example right now. But, like, that I'm just, like, not supposed to... Go, I, I... Oh, man, Like, I can't you don't belong of, in the Ritz? Like, what do you mean... That's a good one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like if we're talking about like class thing, yeah. Like, there's a there's a like a steakhouse around the corner, and it's like, no, I'm not supposed to be in there. Yeah, I know people who have gone. There. Kathy went there, and I'm not saying that Kathy's like a piece of no, trash. I'm saying like Kathy's a normal not person. Like, oh, I'm, I'm like a normal trash. person theoretically, right? Yeah. But to know that there's somebody out there, I guess it's a yin and yang, right? Because I don't feel like I can go to a place that sells steak, and this lady feels like she can make her own magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. I just think that my life is a lot less than it could be if, for some reason, my mom just instilled confidence in me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I love my parents. They also they they instilled confidence with me, like in terms of like you can do math and science and your writing is good go to college get a master's degree but like when i told my mother i wanted to like go to korea or do a i mean in what's what's the word not not oh an an unconventional path she was like we're not those kind of people some people are meant to live an extraordinary life that's not us she still swears she never said that but i know she said that (laughs) anyway but i will say just to kind of like bring it down a little bit I actually understand exactly what she said. Um, I, but I lived in the boonies, and things just, I mean, it sounds really corny, but there was just something about living, like, in the woods, and you just, like, I, I, like, read a lot about fairies, and I also was, like, I want, like, magic in my life, but not, like, witch magic, but, like, I just, like, want, like, things that, like, evoke feelings, like, life isn't normal, like, isn't just, like, everyday work, and um, I think my whole life is constantly trying to feel like life is something more than what it is and that's why I read about supernatural things that's why I that's why you want to have dinner with the Muppets yeah that's why I want to have dinner with the Muppets they're not real people (laughs) so when she said I want to make her own magic while she is technically like making cakes and shit that's kind of how I took it like I'm just gonna like bring things into my life that make me feel like magic so I didn't think about it like this fucking ballsy bitch thinks she's gonna make real (laughs) magic like that's how I took it um going on oh so this is Interesting one, too. Uh, Phoenix Tweedy, who is 21 and from Forest Grove, Oregon, discovered cottage core five years after cowering under her desk during mourning period while an active shooter killed one of her classmates at Reynolds High School in a nearby town. Traumatized by the incident, which took place in 2014, Miss Tweedy dropped out of high school and never returned. I've tried so many different therapies, medications, and treatment plans. But when I find, found cottage core, it just kind of clicked, she said. Instead of sleeping all day, I could go try to bake something or go for a walk and look at flowers. Um, 
I would argue that rather than being predatory, she just like is mindful and does pleasing tasks now. More like more like coping core. Oh yeah, am I right? Some people would <laughs> go through that experience and be like, oh, and then I started to play soccer and it brought some you know new sense of meaning into my life it just so happens that she picked an internet aesthetic yeah i don't i mean and 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 honestly in quarantine after i spiraled like a lot of people (laughs) i started cooking as i already just mentioned earlier i started making my own like natural beauty products um all the crap and i if i wanted to be a tool I could be like I'm living college cottage core now just like me being a bird punk yeah exactly <laughs> but like I stopped defining myself when I got older I thought that's what being older well I guess this is mostly people in their 20s anyway but anyway listeners so just just so you know um I don't remember if I said it in the show but <laughs> one night a couple of weeks ago I got drunk and I joined the Audubon Society <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who told me that. <laughs> I think it's insane. I don't particularly like birds, but I find it really funny. <laughs> and I do support your love of ducks, I will say. <laughs> also, I like ravens and crows. If you got any cool raven or crow action, link they to that. They send me do emails me and they go, here's 15 pictures of baby birds that you need in your <laughs> life right now. No, okay. I don't feel so weird. <laughs> He's so weird. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, guys, we have been friends for a really long time, and there are a few things he does that I'm just like, I, I'm not, like, with you on that. This is one of them. <laughs> as long as he's not, like, I'm into horses, though. That could be a friendship ruiner. Anyway. So, <laughs> let me just take a moment to say what cottage court isn't. Um, apparently. Um... Don't you dare bring a computer in here. <laughs> I'm saying apparently. Because this is shit that was reported in the New York Times article. But I was just like, what is this? I don't feel like this is, like, actually true. I feel like you're just, like, editorializing. Things that do not exist in the cottage core universe. Frostbite, jobs, and toxic masculinity. Oh, no, I'm afraid they still exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, what are you trying to say? Frostbite? Yeah, I don't even fucking know what that's about. I think they're basically saying, like, you know, you could enjoy the snow, you can enjoy the animals, but there's probably, like, no manure, there's no frostbite, there's no, like, again, it's just all aspirational, all idealistic, there's no bad parts of nature. Um, okay. (laughs) The rise of hashtag me too, and now the inability of, again, why is this in the article? What? And now the inability of female candidates to get traction in the presidential race uh, has again stoked up buried rage for many women. What? And Cottage Gore offers a vision of the world <laughs> where men are not consciously excluded, they're simply an afterthought. Cottage Gore is all about finally feeling comfortable and at peace, even if that peace is fake, said uh, Miss Mr. Mix Mix. I don't, MX? Yeah, we gotta look that up. That's gonna I be the next episode. A Gen Zer to explain which it is, guys. This is not me being callous. I've never seen. We this we just literally don't know, and we came in unprepared. Yeah, I've never seen this before. Mix five seven zero podwad one. Please explain yeah. how to say MX. I mean, I will look it up later, but yeah. Um. How to uh, pronounce mix mix 
mix. And I will say, don't have the article in front of me. There's no way a woman wrote this article. Anyway, yeah. but just because, like, what are they? It just seems that they like. Remember when you said bucolic? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a sense of sunny optimism pervades Cotator. Uh Though Cotator can appear cloyingly perfect on the surface, um, there is not a lot of stuff you can do to make mistakes. I mean, it's just going out in the woods and finding mushrooms or berries or sitting down and reading a book outside. Pete, that's what it really comes down to. Also, how do all these fucking people have mushrooms? Also... <laughs> I had mushrooms in my yard. I don't know if you're allowed to eat mushrooms. Like, people should just be, like, fucking with mushrooms. We had anyway. a, a lot of rain out down at Mom's, and uh, she said, there's mushrooms all over the place. Yeah. And I was like, get out there, Mom. Apply, you know, Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think your mother should become cottage for She's a good yard for it. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about some of the problems with cottage for Yes. First, I'm going to say the overarching problem... That, that is like a combination of what a lot of people are saying. And then I'm going to read verbatim things people said at a Tumblr thread. Okay. So, a lot of people call it the trend for romanticizing a period in history which saw land taken away from indigenous That's people by white homesteaders. So, the homesteaders. Wrong, it's the wrong argument, guys. Oh, really? What did yeah. you think it was going to be? Uh, what you were doing in Cottagecore is exactly what you do with black culture. You're taking out the positive things and you're ignoring the bad things. You're taking out hip-hop and fashion and that sort of stuff and you are, you're not addressing you know, the, the prison system, um, um, financial inequality, you're not addressing any of the bad things of the culture. Similarly here, you are taking all the beautiful aesthetic things that you like about the farm or whatever, mm. and you're not addressing the goat spreading shit on you and having to like milk cows and having to like pay a mortgage somehow even though you're not making any money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue that those aren't totally different points, but, but you're focusing on the wrong bad parts because Many people would argue that cottage core is based upon like settlers from back in the day. So they're taking out the nice parts of like what people had to do, like forage for their own food and bake and shit and be like way more domestic and they're taking out the fact that they had to take away their land from people or that um what is this? I think this is a what I'm what I mean is I think this is more of a Leap to Mine? make to make the yeah to make this conclusion. Oh, I know yeah. it's not your argument. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not mine. Yeah. Uh, I want to let you know that I got so annoyed while reading this, and I was so happy. I'm the age I am because if I would, I know that this is all people that are a generation below me. Not because I'm like ill, those weird generations, but because they just like seem to overthink things to a level that I don't think people over them generally do. And that's also part of why change is happening. Because I feel like the younger generation is like bitches, like, think about this more. But... Like, um, like if Native American aesthetic came back, could you say, like, oh, this harkens back to a time when humans took land away from animals? Yeah, exactly. Like, this, there's this, always going to be something. <laughs> this is a gigantic step also why does baking pies 
wearing hats, foraging for mushrooms, why is that necessarily hooking back to that time? I mean, if anything, I could just say it's like... Thanksgiving? I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I could say that, but then that's problematic in itself. You could just say that you're kind of doing a lot of things that are considered stereotypically feminine. Baking pies, picking flowers, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't think... I find it's a stretch because I don't think it's attached to a certain time period. But let me read some things. Okay. Okay. We love quotes here at Y'all Heard. My honest thoughts about cottage bar are not that you shouldn't dream of living an intimate, environmentally friendly life, taking care of the land, but what we have problems with is the idea of homesteading. A lot of colonialism was fueled by the inherent want to find new land and tame it so you can live a domestic life on it. And natives of all countries have felt unsafe of that idea for centuries due to its effects it has had on us. Theoretically, we would rather you live on land we have autonomy over. And in my personal opinion, you would use local methods of permaculture and knowledge from people who've taken care of the land for thousands of years to effectively live on the land whilst maintaining the fragile ecosystem within it. Not only does the idea of Western farming harm lands that I've been introduced to when practiced in a oh, I'm sorry, when it's been introduced to when practiced in certain ways, but we just don't want to hear the homesteading rhetoric. I'll gladly enjoy the idea of drying herbs and cooking tender meals for my affectionate lover, but until we set this boundary. So, for some... So, Marissa, how many... Um, I'm, I presume that you did some social media research on this. How many, um, how many posts did you see about taking land from natives? <laughs> <laughs> you mean... The cottage for people, or you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many pictures on Instagram do you think had? Uh, all I saw were <laughs> dead like Native Americans in the background. <laughs> people wearing straw hats, serving tea. People frolicking <laughs> in a field in a big dress. What? Like, okay. Everyone is equating it with colonialism. Okay, I will say. Let's say it does utilize. Uh, aspirational Western farming. Uh, wait, what, what are they saying? Western farming uh, techniques. First of all, how? What? What? what <laughs> I don't. What? What level of research do these people? Uh, the only thing I could think of with Western uh, farming techniques would be like, again. In America, you have to make money off of what you're doing. So a lot of times it turns into, like, uh, you know, putting, I guess, the money before the quality. And, like, I don't know. I'm thinking of, like, uh, automated machines and that kind of stuff. But that's not in yeah. this. <laughs> so, yeah. like, also big farm. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Also, I would just say that this is... I know you don't play Animal Farm, but... Not Animal Farm, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't know. That's, none of us should play Animal Farm. Um, this game... Like, this aesthetic just sounds like a real-life Animal Farm. And unless you want to attack Animal Farm as being this, like, colonialism propaganda... Did I say Animal Farm again? Animal Crossing twice, is yeah. colonialism propaganda. Like, there are so many other ways 
you could frame cottage core. Anyway, um, so a lot of people are saying that cottage core is fairly open to LGBTQ people and other races. So then someone says this, white LGBT folks really decided to engage in some manifest destiny escapism, called it cottage core or farm core, and told themselves, oh yes. This is revolutionary because I'm, checks notes, gay, bi, or trans, and so me squatting on empty land is good for the environment or whatever. <laughs> Let me make this clear that it's not my opinion, but that was interesting. The last one I'm going to share, I don't know the context, but I had to share it. Quote, this all started because one of you, <laughs> cottage core spelled KK. K, 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 or so because you bitches went to a you pick strawberry farm, huh? What? I get it though. I understand completely what they're saying. Apparently, around here, someplace within like a half an hour drive, there's a sunflower field, and everybody and their fucking mother has pictures on the internet of themselves at this sunflower field. I mean, I'd love to go to a sunflower field, but I'm not right. gonna. Like, but then you'd be cottagecore, so. I mean, would I just for being? No, there? you wouldn't. That's. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't. I don't get it. I mean, remember dude, when we I went have... to Robas with Cassie and we were cottagecore? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I do have. I have a bunch of dried herbs on a shelf right right now, Pete. I don't know. Yeah. You're so... playing with fire, Marissa. What'd you say? It's like you have two directions that you could land in. One is a witch and one is cottagecore. <laughs> I and I think it. I know which one you want to land in, but you got to be careful. Yeah, that is very true. This is uh, <laughs> the thin line. Um, so, Pete, did I answer your question of what is cottagecore? I mean, I guess so. What? And honestly, that last person's read on it, this just came because somebody went to a strawberry farm like that that as as well as anything else <laughs> you said explains like how it came about and why it exists yeah i don't yeah i don't know why it came about but yeah i don't know so whatever also i'm on a goth cottage group i've never looked at the content but i'm in it so let's just let's just ch- total transparency okay i i'm cottage for <laughs> jason we do have a y'all heard um, spinoff podcast <laughs> where people fact check us, and yeah, yeah that like will that. come up on that show if Marissa didn't say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hope that we get enough people that listen so we feel motivated to continue this podcast, but never get enough that people fact check us. Yeah. Because, my gosh, no thank you. So... What are your verdicts, Marissa? Do you, do you, I guess just one verdict. Do you, you think this is okay? Like if you went home to visit your parents and your brother had uh, a straw hat on. And uh, he had Pete, this, I just he got had a this... straw hat in the fucking mail today. <laughs> I got a straw hat that ties to my head with a ribbon in the mail today. It was because I want to dress Victorian and I thought it would help. Pete, I live at Texas Cottage Corp. Do I find 
What's involved fine? Yeah. Do I find calling a cottage core fine? Absolutely not. So Okay. Alright. So you are like I guess I feel the same way about this, but then I find trouble I have trouble identifying myself as anything in particular. Yeah. Um because yeah, like if you if you're looking for an identity, you might call yourself cottagecore just so that you have a label of some sort. But yeah. ultimately you're just engaging in some practices that Marissa does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I think, honestly, I will say, I think punk, goth, steampunk, Lolita, and no, I think just that. I think, like, those four are here to stay. Do I think Cottagecore is going to be around for eternity? No. I think that people will like to do those things for eternity, but like, yeah. I don't think everyone's gonna be like, I'm cottage core. Like, I, if I had a child, I don't think I have to be concerned my child will become cottage core. Like, it's just like not even a thing. Like, it's just like, shut up. Like, I, it, it just annoys me. And, uh, I don't see the pro. If it had to do with colonialism, and if people knowing they were like, this has to do with colonialism, or if yeah. it was like, this is clearly about colonialism, the people are turning a blind eye, I'd be like, that's problematic. I think the amount of work it took to make it problematic is just too much, okay? I think you had to work to make it problematic. <laughs> so, if you want to fight me, fine. But it will be a one-sided fight, because I don't care to fight back, because I don't care. <laughs> There was a point in time when I was kind of like, uh, just like for example, I was like, I really like General So's chicken. I really don't like going down the street to get it. It's not uh-huh. really that far either. So I was like, I'm going to learn how to make General So's chicken. Like following the principles that you're talking about, that almost makes me like weirdly cottagecore because I'm trying to be self-sustaining. And it also... Um, I mean, I would have to kill the, ch- like raise the chicken and kill it, but still... <laughs> Pete, following what I, the research I said, that would make you partially cottage core, but also following the logic of definitely everyone on that Tumblr account, you probably would also be partaking in cultural appropriation. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, and I'm a colonialist. Yes. And you are a a person, I know a person peripherally who likes to wear an Indian headdress. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. And but I'm in like, what context? Just out, just to have fun, just to, so, you know. But is she laughing about it, or is she like, I love this, this is beautiful? This is fun, I like it. Yeah, it makes me look cool. You mean like, like a headscarf? No, like a feathered headdress. What? Yeah. I, I realize I said Indian. I mean, it's a, I, mean yeah. I, I would say it, it's okay, but I mean, you made a mistake. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what? Right. And so, like, if you put a Native American headdress on your head, are you immediately appropriating the culture? And if you are, does that mean no one accepts, like, I don't know. It's a slippery slope, everybody. I never want to have a conversation about this because more often than not, I am of the opinion that it's not cultural appropriation, which... Definitely, it's not in line with a lot of people I know. <laughs> there was there was a point to it. So I, th- this week, when the thought occurred to me, I was like, 
hey, you know, with Trump almost being out of office, I wonder if Marissa's going to cover skinhead soon. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I can cover skinheads for a while. (laughs) However, unless, you know what, maybe I should talk about black skinheads. Because that is a very... Not, the famous Kanye West reggae song. People, I mean, reggae, black skinhead movement, things like that. What did you just say? I said uh, the famous Kanye West song, Black Skinhead. That's a thing? See, but yeah. he's probably with the racist ones. And trying to be, like, like shocking. It's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. You have anything to plug? Um... <laughs> Uh, you go first. Well, because I've had such a rough week, and I have been, like, exhausted and stressed and everything like that, I wanted to pull out three things that always make me laugh. Uh, I know I've talked about it before on the show, but I think you should leave on Netflix. I think you should leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw some of that. That was fun. Uh, any, like, like, just Google it on the internet any Todd Glass show that has James Adomian on it. Okay. And uh, any like clip or video from the show, from the podcast, anything where Comedy Bang Bang has Forville uh, by Bobby Moynihan on it. All three of those things will never fail to make me laugh. Oh, I think I've heard some Forville stuff. That was fun. Yeah. Forville is a murderous orphan boy. Yeah, yeah. That I have. That's fun. Um, gosh, do I like nothing in my life? Um, uh, you know what? I wanted to plug Cottagecore. <laughs> no. Um, let me think really quick. Oh, 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 this isn't. This is almost. It's not quite Cottagecore, but kind of is. Oh, what is it called? Okay. Um, there is a show on Netflix. It's Korean. It has subtitles. And I'm so lazy, so you know it's good if I'm going to read the subtitles, because I love to multitask. Oh, let me... I'm sorry, I know you don't want to have to edit anything out. No, it's okay. While you're talking, I'm actually going to share with everybody just a preview. Um, Marissa, cover your ears. It says, Goblin Core is an aesthetic, which is a twist on Dragon Core. (laughs) Goblin Corps celebrates aspects of nature that most would find ugly or dirty. <laughs> okay. I didn't and there's a ears. bunch of garlic bulbs in a jar. Oh my god. Okay. That, that sounds fun. I thought it had to do with like gargoyle statues. <laughs> okay. Oh no. I am going to plug a show called Hiori's Bed and Breakfast. That's H-Y-O-R-I apostrophe S. Hiori's Bed and Breakfast. It is about... Is this uh, one of those food-related dramas that I've heard about from Michael (laughs) Dominic? It has food in it, but I I would (laughs) say... It has to do with food and simplicity and just, like, human interaction... Because it's a reality show where this, like, diva of K-pop, she used to be really, really famous. Maybe she still is now, but she's, like, in her 40s. She was, like, really, really hot when she was young. Um, With all her money, she moved to a secluded house in Jeju Island, away from the press, away from the city. 
And she just lives with her husband and her dogs on a lot of land. They just, like, do yoga every day. She cleans her own house. She, like, hangs her laundry to dry. It's Tell very, me why this isn't boring. Well, no, let me get to that. Okay. And for the first time in a while, she decides to have people over. She is forced to open her house as part of this reality show as a bed and breakfast to as many people as the producers decide. She doesn't even know how many people she needs to accommodate in her, by the way, one-bedroom house with bathrooms that have no doors. Let me specify what? that. Anyway, I know it sounds very boring. And the thing why is... She, why would she do that? I don't know. It's so weird. And in one of them, the bathtub's just, like, in the bedroom. It's the weirdest house ever. Anyway, it's a very little house. It's a very earthy house. It's very cottagecore, honestly. And it sounds boring, and the thing is, it sort of is, but it's the most soothing, like, absolutely no conflict show that is so pleasant and makes life feel, like, okay. And I've talked about this show to other people, because they're like, oh, did you hear about the show? It sounds really boring. boring. And they're like, oh, I love that show. I just watched nice. it all. And it's just so pleasant, Pete. Because <laughs> the biggest conflict... This? It's like, all oh, the eggs stuck to the pan, or, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Can you make sure no one walks in on me going to the bathroom? <laughs> it's so great. So that is my, I think I'm going to watch that when I get off the phone, actually. That's all. Uh, there's actually a few different articles <laughs> about Animal Crossing and colonialism. So. What? I also want to plug that, everybody. Check those out. <laughs> okay, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. You just start with a deserted island that you then um, make it into a village. No one's, You don't kick anyone out. I would like to specify you don't kick out... The Lockean idea justified all manner of accomplishments and violations in American history, including colonial seizure of native lands and the justification of resource extraction via the efficiencies of industry. You know what's funny? So, I never think anything about the game. I love the game. But there's this thing in the game where if you if you want to buy it, you can buy a ticket to a, to a mystery island. And it's just an auto-populated island that nobody owns. But in the mystery island, you could do whatever you want. You could cut down all the trees. You could steal all the flowers. You could steal all the fish and sometimes I just want resources so I just go crazy cutting down every single tree in that island and even though the game isn't real I go wow I just came here just caused deforestation and then I just leave it and I actually feel bad that's good so yeah I guess it's good I feel bad but anyway uh, yeah so thank you for listening guys thank you Alex our new listener um, everyone you can call us at 570-POD-WOD-1 you can give to our Patreon. Guys, so I just did this thing today. I'm not saying I'm a good artist. I'm not. But I just drew myself as a Muppet. Follow me, Avarice Vandal, you can see. If you join our Patreon in the next 30 days, I will draw you as a Muppet. What if somebody uh, will also throw in there if you increase your contribution? Yes. So that we you, don't leave out our lovely yeah. Michaels. I'm sorry, Michaels. So if you if you increase your contribution or you just start giving, I will draw you as a Muppet. 
Also, to any of the Michaels who are like, hey, I've been supporting you all this time. If you just message me, can you make me as a Muppet? <laughs> I will just make you as a Muppet. You don't even need to increase your Patreon. Just if someone acknowledges they listen. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Like, like uh, it's very nice to hear from Alex, and uh, you know, it's I. Gosh, uh, it's probably been like definitely since before the pandemic, since we've gotten a voicemail. So it's nice when we know that people are listening, whether it's a text, a voicemail, an email, a DM, whatever it is. We love hearing from you guys. We do. And uh, if you don't want it to be in the show, just let us know. Sorry, Alex, if you didn't want that in the show, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for listening. We Really, we appreciate any any feedback we could get. Um, have a good weekend, guys. Stay Bye. safe. Bye. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want you to stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi. Hi.